Thank you for listening to this message from Tree of Life Church. Our prayer is that it will be a blessing to you and that you will find it helpful for life. So open up your heart to receive God's word for you. You know, our prayer has been that he's been with you. You've been reminded and encouraged in the midst of difficulty to know who your God is, know who he is and whose you are. Amen. I had uh, asked Pastor Cody to get that song ready, a new song. I wanted to sing it. I picked this weekend, not knowing all the things that would be walking through, but I think it was so appropriate and a great reminder for you and I, listen, we always have hope. Because God is on the throne, amen, and seated in heavenly places, his son who is our champion, and we have his authority that he's given us, amen. So when we've done all we can do to stand, we stand. We stand firm in that place of victory and that place of authority. And I love the words that say, hey, you know what? You got to open your mouth up. Come on, somebody. You know, I I was opening my mouth a lot and saying, where's our electricity? I'm going to sue ERCOT like everybody else. What's happening here, right? Where's my water? My pipe, my pipe burst in our kitchen. Fortunately, didn't get in our house. I was like, some things were coming out of my mouth, but they weren't all glorifying God. I'm just telling you, just being honest right here. But listen, it's in those moments that we can't get overwhelmed by the situation. Amen. We got we to gotta acknowledge what's happening, but we need to get back to that place of we serve a God that's greater than. Amen. And so I want to encourage you. And that's my heart this morning, too. We'll get that in just a minute. But here's what I know. A lot of people have been affected. A lot of people have been affected by the storm. I don't know what it looks like at your house. I know some, uh, my daughter, where she's at, they've, they've been out, got water today. They're, so this is our fourth day with no water, and they already emptied out their bathtub, and then it's like, Dad, we're, our bathtub water's gone for the toilet. I'm going to go get all the snow you can before it melts, and that's gone. And I'm saying, come over to our house, but don't bring all your roommates. <laughs> no, I'm just and so I know a lot of people are still, you're, you're struggling with stuff. We had families in hotels. We had pipes break with families. We had some things happen here at the church. And I just want you to know that we don't know exactly what you're going through, but our God does, and he cares. And uh, I just had a scripture on my heart before we get started. I have uh, several we'll get into in a moment, but I just want to remind you of the word of God. And we prayed this Saturday morning. We still had our, I don't know if you know this, on Saturday mornings, we pray at nine o'clock. We pray for the Sunday service. And so we gathered to pray. And uh, uh, I think, I don't know which person it was, but they prayed out Romans eight twenty eight. And we know, we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. In all things, all things. Can you say all things for me today? Can you say it a little louder because your mask is muffling that? There we go, right. In all things, everything, all things, not one thing does God miss. In all things, your all thing, whatever your all thing was, God can work that out for your good. Amen? And so I'm going to take a moment. If you'll just join me at home or here in person, we're going to pray that scripture out for just a moment. Amen. We need to, when we open up our mouth, miracles come pouring out. Amen. We're going to take the authority that we have by opening our mouth and speaking, and we're going to speak the word of God. So if you would, let's just take a moment and let's just pray that. Father, we know that you're a good and faithful God. And we know, Father God, your word says, and your word is true, and your word, uh, the promises, Father God, are, are yes and amen. And we stand on your word, we stand on your promises, and we declare that you, O oh God, are working all things, everything, anything out for our good for those who love you, Father God. It doesn't matter where we live. It doesn't matter what we've experienced. What if we had a pipe froze and break? We've had electricity or not. We have water. All things, Father God. The things that we see, the things that we don't see, all things you're working out. Everything you're working out. The things we thought of and the things we would never think of. The things that are right before us and the things that are still hidden. All things you're working out for good, Father God. Not just a few things, not just the big things, not just some things, but all things, Father God, and in my definition, Father God, in my limited knowledge, all means all. 
You leave nothing out. You leave nothing uncovered. You leave nothing undone. We trust you with it all in Jesus' name. So we thank you, Father God, for working all things out for good. It may be today. It may be tomorrow. It may be sometime down the road. But we thank you for working, Father God, because we know you're working. We may not see it. We may not hear it. We may not know it. But we know the word says you are working. So we hold fast to the truth of your word. When we've done all we can do to stand, and it may get worse before it gets better, but we know this truth, Father God, that you are working all things out for our good because we love you. And so we thank you for it, Father God, whether it's our home, our personal lives, whether it's our business, our place of work, whether it's our church, Father God, you care about every aspect, Father, of our life. You care about all things. And so, Father God, we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. How many can agree with that prayer this morning? Come on. Got to speak it out. Got to speak it out. Amen. All right. A couple other things along the line with that. If you have had something happen, whether you're, you might be online with us this morning here in person, you've had something happen. Here's a couple things that we can do. Number one, we can pray. And we know how to pray. That's what we do. We'll be praying for you, your family, your situation. Um, if you're at home, you can email us. Please do that. You can go to our website or app and find a way that you can do that. Um, if you're here in person with us, you can. Uh, there's a, con- a connect card that you'll see on the back of the seat in front of you. You can take that out. Give us your information so we know who we're praying for. If you need, some- need us to pray with you about something or for you, write that on there. If you actually need some help, maybe you need some water. Maybe you're out. You need some drinking water. Uh, maybe you've had a pipe burst. Maybe you've had some other issues happen. I know a lot of people have been without work. I know a lot of like uh, hourly uh, wage earners haven't been able to work for a week, and that, that hurts. That hurts financially. We have the Family Life Center relationships. We have connections with the food bank. We have a big distribution coming up this week on Thursday. Um, let us know. Let us know what that is, and we're going to see what we can do, but we're going to stand in faith with you. We're going to pray and trust God with you, and then we're going to see what else we can do. If you want to help, you have a, a heart, a desire, and resource to help, you can fill out a card as well and say, hey, I can help. I do this. I'm a plumber. I'm an electrician. I, I can do this. I can donate some water. I can give some money towards something. Then get that card out. I, I, honestly, I think everybody should turn a card in, whether you're on the side of needing prayer or help or whether you're on the side of helping and wanting to be a part of that generosity, that helping. And so take that card out some point and you can turn it in at one of the buckets or uh, you can take it to the welcome center. You can give it to an usher, whatever you want to do before you go today. If you're online, the same thing. You can email us. Let us know what you need. Let us know how you can help. Uh, we want to be the church, amen. We want to take care of the family and then the community round about us. Um, I want you to know that your generosity enables us to do that. And, and I don't know if you've seen our social media posts, but I'm so thankful for a group that took, uh, uh, I think, almost 17 to 20 cases of water out to the St. Jude's Children's Ranch. They had pipes break. They had just, a, a, a just things flooded, and we were able to help them with drinking water and towels. They needed simple things, right? Sometimes it's a simple thing. Well, I don't know how I can help. Hey, guess what? About 20 towels made a difference out there. And so you don't have, I don't have all this money. I don't have all this stuff. You know what? You got something that God can use. You know, it's so the difference is not necessarily what you got. It's what you give to God, <laughs> right? Because anything given to God helps. Amen. No matter how big or how small, no matter how insignificant it may seem to you, God can use it all. He's the difference maker. Hey, listen, what we, man seems is insignificant. Giving it in the hands of a significant God can change anything. And so I just want to encourage you in that this morning. So we're looking for ways to continue to be a blessing. As I said, there's a mega food distribution this coming Thursday. If you have time to help, you can go online and register for that. We expect it to be even probably have increased participation because of the situation that we just went through. And uh, we're just praying, believing God's for everybody, for resources and supplies. So make sure you get on board with all of that. Uh, A couple other things I want to let you know. Uh, We have the digital parenting thing. I think this is so important. I don't want it to get lost in everything that we're walking through right now. 
But you heard the announcement on uh, True TV, and you can go online and get it. But there's a digital parenting workshop. And really, the world we live in today, especially now with isolation, if you will, with kids. I know kids are going back to in-person school, but there was so much online and remote learning there still is. And, and the use of electronics or um, you know, computers or iPads or phones or all that technology is good and bad, right? And um, it's not in and of itself. It's the use of. And so there's a lot of things happening. Parents... A lot of things happen in the world today through technology that you need to be educated in. And the truth is, I, I know very little. I, my kids are 21 and 20, and, and they help me with technology, and I have a team here that does that. But, but even I need to learn a little bit more. I want to encourage you parents to get online, register for that online parenting thing. Tell your friends, your neighbors. There's so many things happening, so many dangers and pitfalls, and the enemy is using, just using that as a trap for our kids or teenagers, amen? Just kind of sucking them in and stuff, innocently it seems. And a lot of things you just need to be aware of, so you know how to, to guard against naturally and spiritually. You know how to take a stand, amen? You put some boundaries in the natural and then spiritually be praying for some things, for God to expose some things that are happening. And so he will, he will. He loves your kids. He wants them to do well. So I would encourage you guys to get signed up for that and make sure you get a chance. One, one other thing I want to let you know. A couple weeks ago, I don't know if you're here, my, my mom brought a, just a super encouraging word. And she made a comment. And she even said, someone needs to make a bracelet about that. She said, she was talking about the scripture, said God's strong. Well, guess what we did? We, you know, we, it's smart to listen to the founder, right? <laughs> so we made a God's strong bracelet. I think it's a great time to wear that right now. We talk about Texas strong, you know, we talk about all those things. But hey, you know what? More importantly than anything else, God's strong. That's who we are, amen? And so those are out at the merch place. You can get that. And so that's a I texted her this morning. She, she's, not, she's not doing her best, so she's at home. And so I, I texted her. I took a picture on my wrist. I have one. I said, guess what we're giving out today? So she was super excited. And so uh, she, uh, she knows that. We got one for her. But there's a, those bracelets out there in the merch thing. And I just want to let you know. I know it seems like a lot, but there's a lot to talk about. And it's okay to take a little extra time to talk about those things. Amen. We want to make sure you guys know that we love you. We're praying for you. And we want to be there and be a blessing for you. The truth is, it's just unprecedented times. It still seems like it keeps coming. And honestly, I've had my own issues just from the standpoint of, are you serious? I just felt like in 2019, let me back up to 2019, and, and I get in my message, and I'm actually starting that now, leading into that, but in 2019, we were just on a roll. I don't know what it looked like for you, but the church, man, we were rocking it. I mean, what I mean by that is we were on mission. Lives were being changed. You were so generous, and people were getting saved all the time. We were growing, uh, just meeting new people constantly, seeing people, again, just give their life to Jesus, and then COVID hit just out of the blue unexpectedly, and that was like, wow, where'd this come from? Just when things just were going good, maybe things were going great for me financially and all these things, and all of a sudden, here we go. And so, man, that really was something to deal with. And then, and then we walked through that for what's coming up on a year now, but it seemed like at the end of the year, we, we had a little bit of hope. Vaccines were coming, you know, wherever you stand on all that issue, and, and we were managing it a bit better as a country. We had a surge, but I think we kind of got a grasp on all that now, and, and things are being handled. The economy was coming back around, and people were getting vaccinated. There just seemed to be more of a little bit of a positive take declining the numbers of deaths, declining hospitalizations and infections and all that. And all of a sudden here in Texas anyways, boom, a winter storm. Are you kidding me? It was like, we were getting ready. We were having Lisa Harper for the weekend, man. We were fired up to have her and we were super excited. Of all weekends. And then all of a sudden, man, church was just going and growing. We'd had a record crowd since we started, once it reopened in May. We had a record crowd and we were seeing new people. And it was just a few, I don't know if you know this, probably not, but it was just a few weeks ago that we had, uh, I think it was 48 people give their heart to Jesus. Come on, somebody. Wow. Yeah, that's a, wow. That's amazing. Can I tell you, that would have been a huge number in non-COVID days. And like, God's doing something. 
right? I mean, all this stuff's happening. God's doing something, and that's what he's doing. He's working. He's given opportunity for you. He's not causing it, but he's given us the opportunity to step up. And actually, like 30 plus of those came in a, in a big kids rally that we had, a big kids service. We had everybody together. And, uh, can you imagine 30-something kids giving their heart to Jesus, that next generation? Come on, getting the things of God planted in their heart and life now instead of when they're an adult? And having to deal with all the stuff, if they could learn and grow now, amazing. That's why that parenting thing is so important to get on board with. And then all of a sudden, here comes the snow and the ice. So we're in South Texas. I don't live in the north, right? I grew up in the north, and I'm glad I'm not there. And a friend of mine posts on, on his Instagram, and he still lives in Indiana where we lived. My best friend in elementary school, and we keep up a little bit. His kids are in the snow, down the snow hill. And I remember as a kid in Indiana doing all that. I never thought I'd do that here in Texas. Well, let me rephrase it. I didn't do that in Texas. I didn't leave the fireplace, to be honest with you. But, you know, and here it comes. And I think that's just kind of something that I think we need to be aware of what's going on here. That you and I just have to be careful of, the, of our, our attachment to the circumstances around about us. I mean, they ebb and flow. They're up and down. And that's why it's important for us to be just locked into the word of God and a relationship, a life-giving relationship with Jesus and the person and power of the Holy Spirit because things around us are gonna change constantly. And, but it's gonna affect us. It's gonna affect our emotion. It's gonna affect where we are and it lands differently on different people. And I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's just like all of a sudden, out of the blue, here comes this situation. And it really hit me initially. I was so disappointed because I was excited to have Lisa Harper for the weekend. And, and then all the things that we were, my wife and I, we were gonna be in Tulsa where I, where I graduated Bible school. They have their, their annual meeting and we couldn't go to that. And that's always a time of refreshing for me and, and for her and an opportunity. And all of a sudden it's like, are you kidding? I had, had a moment. I had to sit down and say, are you kidding me? Come on, things were really turning. And with the COVID and now we have snowvid. what is all this about, right? It's like, what's going on? And I just felt God put something on my heart for this morning. And I want you to turn with me to 1 Samuel and the scripture. We're going to look at a story that I think really embodies this idea of what I want to address in you today, because the reality was, with the isolation that we've experienced and not having the opportunities that we, we make the most of every opportunity. That's what the Bible says. The days are evil, so make the most of every opportunity. And so, but there's still some times that we've been, not been able to get refreshed or, or connected in some ways and stuff. And so when something else comes our way, it is easily can overwhelm us. And not necessarily physically, because to be honest with you, it seems like the, what, the things that I'm feeling right now are not necessarily physically tired because there's a different change. It feels like I'm, I'm having an opportunity to rest more because I can't do so much physically. But yet I feel like emotionally and spiritually, I'm exhausted. And it's just like one more thing. I don't know that I can handle one more thing. And I really felt that this story here, in the, and it's about the life of David, a moment in David's life that really I felt brought some great things out to encourage you and I. And I entitled my message, and I don't know, I'm terrible at titles, but strengthen yourself. <laughs> yeah, strengthen yourself. You know what? We couldn't have church last Sunday, and I was excited to get to be in that service with everybody. And I, I was hoping we could have service this Sunday. Can I tell you here at the church? Hey, we were out with, we were without water for a long time. We had a few water breaks too here at the church. And it was, uh, I finally had to tell the team, if we don't have water by noon on Saturday, we have to go to strictly online services because we can't have all these people and tell them, Hey, by the way, you can't go to the bathroom. Just hold it. I'll preach shorter today. <laughs> right? We just would have had to go online again. And I just had disappointment again in me. And I just wrestled with that. And, and uh, we got water on late Friday, praise the Lord. And that's that's why the cafe's not open and the coffee shop's not open because it's the boiling mandate, right? And all that. And so I believe by next week to have all that, all you crazy coffee drinkers that thank you for still staying when you saw the coffee shop wasn't open, not getting in your car and leaving, right? And, uh, and now you're a little jittery and I can, I can see it on you, right? And so, no, I'm just kidding. There's my coffee. And, uh, but it's this thing in us that, that, the, that the enemy just overwhelms our soul. 
And I'm not, I'm not blaming the, the enemy for the weather. I mean, he can't control the weather. Come on, God controlled the weather, but the enemy can't control the weather. But, he, but he, can, he can overwhelm our emotions with stuff, right? Just bring stuff up. And so let's not give him any more credit or any more power than it's really his. I mean, we elevate him to a place that's not his and we get our focus back on God where it should be. But let's take a look in 1 Samuel. I really think that this is gonna bless you today and my hope is just to bring a word of encouragement. Um, let me say this next week, we're gonna jump into what I do in my GO messages. GO, G stands for generosity, O for opportunity. And really it's, we're gonna take a look back at 2020 in the midst of a year like no other. What were we able to do because of your generosity and reaching people and staying on mission? I mean, I hope that you come or come online or invite someone that's looking for a church and, and so they can see our heart and our mission. And then the next week opportunity, we'll look and see what it's ahead for us. What is God speaking to us for 2021? What is that going to look like? And so I definitely want, especially if you're, this is home for you, to come and be online or in person with us next week and then and the week after for our Go messages. Uh, but today, I really I was going to do that this week, but I felt I should push it back. But I want to look at this story. Let me start reading in 1 Samuel 30, uh, verse 1. And let's take the story from there. And it came to pass when David and his men were coming to Ziklag, which is their hometown or home city, on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, and smitten Ziklag, and burned it with fire. So they went to David's hometown when he and his mighty men of 600 were out doing what they do. The enemy came to their town, and they, unbeknownst to them, came and burned it down and took captive everybody. They had taken captive the women that were there. They slew not any. They didn't kill them, but they took them, either great or small. They carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captive. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captive, Ahinoam and the, Jezre- the Jezreelites, and Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the, because the soul of all the people were grieved. Another translation, and in the Hebrew it says bitter. They were bitter. They became bitter. Every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abiathar, the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. The ephod was the garment that the high priest would wear when going into prayer. So David turned to prayer. We need to pray. Give me the garment that's worn to pray. So give me the ephod, and Abiathar brought the, the ephod to David. I'm using the King James, so it's stumbling a little bit, because I love the wording in it. So, and David inquired at the Lord, saying, shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail, recover all. Say recover all, somebody. Come on, if that doesn't encourage you right there, that's worth the price of admission today, or getting online. David and his mighty men, 600 men. I mean, they're famous. Legends are told about them in scripture, that they were out in the countryside. They were doing what they needed to do. They were, they were advancing the kingdom. They were, they were uh, taking territory back from the enemy and taking territory from the enemy. They were, they were stopping raiding parties. They were, they were out for about three months, history says, and they were winning battle after battle after battle. They could not be stopped. They were mighty men of David and nothing could stop them. And after three months, they were ready to go home. They have done what they did. They, they, they created enough space to protect their family, their people, keep them safe from the enemies that would be raiding and, and across the lands, and they strengthened and, and lengthened their territory, and now they're coming home. They're tired. I want to get home. 
I can't wait to sleep in my own bed. I want to give my wife a kiss and I want to hug my kids. And, and all of a sudden they're getting close to home and on the horizon, they see smoke coming and they're riding up and they see smoke on the horizon. And they can tell, well, hold on a second. That's, that's, like, that's from Ziklag. That's from home. That's our town right there. And so you can imagine they, they picked up the pace and, and maybe the scenarios they painted in their head and, and, they, and they, they got to the place where they could see the city and they saw it burnt to the ground and, and nobody was there. The Bible says nobody was killed. They were all taken captive, but nobody was there. And the Bible says it just, 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 they broke. I mean, we're out here doing good. We're out here doing the stuff, man. We got momentum and things are happening. Nothing can go wrong. We cannot lose a battle and we're celebrating. We're high-fiving all the way home. And then we see smoke on the horizon and then we start being afraid. And all of a sudden we come and we see our homes are burnt to the ground. Our wives, our daughters are gone unexpectedly. How did this, where did this come from? How could this happen right now? I mean, we have momentum and everything was going our way. And all of a sudden, just like everything stopped. And I love what this passage is telling you and I. And they had these moments of, of brokenness and they have moments of breakthrough. And I, I believe it's something that will encourage us today. And I said, David, David encouraged himself in the Lord, strengthened himself in the Lord. At that point, it was all he had. And let me just say, at that point, it's enough. I don't know what it's looked like for you. And all of a sudden, 2019, and, and now we're picking up momentum again. And are you kidding me? A winter storm that never happens. Who saw that coming? And all of a sudden, there comes a point in time you have a decision to make. And I don't know. I mean, we're isolated. We can't get out of our house. We can't go nowhere. And even now, you can't really gather a whole lot, all that kind of stuff. But you can always encourage yourself in your God. I mean, he's always with you. You don't have to wait till you get, I hope they have church this Sunday. Hey, well, we may not because of water or ice or storms or something like that, but you can encourage yourself in God. In those moments, we have choices to make. We can be overwhelmed by the situation or we can encourage ourselves in God. It was all he had, but it's all you need. So God was saying to David, I'm going to bring you a power. I'm going to bring a power on you to be able to recover it all. He says, you're going to recover it all, David. When David inquired of the Lord, God says, you're going to recover it all. What's he saying? I'm going to give you the power to get it back. He's not saying, sit back, David, in your loss and let me bring all the stuff to you. I'm just going to sit here and get another couple blankets and wait for God to do something, right? He's like, man, you got to do something. And it began with encouraging himself in the Lord. That's your starting place. He says, but I'm going to give you a power and ability to be able to, to take things back. And so, okay, you didn't see it coming. Okay, it's a setback. You never expected it. All things were going good. And now what? Boom. But he's like, it's okay. I am your champion. I'm your champion. I'm going to give you the power to get it back. But you're going to have to do some stuff. You're going to have to do some things. Life can throw you some curveballs. I wrote this. I know it's cheesy, but I'm going to say anyways. You know I will anyways. I can throw you some curveballs or snowballs. It doesn't matter, right? It just it comes, comes as it is. It's not just the things that you see coming, right? We can be a bit better prepared for the things that we see coming, but it's the things that you don't see coming. And they hit you, and out of nowhere, they, it's a setback, and it seems like you can't get over it. No, no hope, quit, and give up. And David finds himself in a place like this. And understand, he's with 600 mighty men, winning, winning, winning everything. 600 mighty men. And all of a sudden, this happens. It says he came home. They came home and they saw that their homes were burned and their families were gone. Their homes were burned. It kind of feels like that. It kind of feels like things are happening in our, our place of our home would be in this. If you could give me the liberty in this picture of that, what is a home to them? What is a, I can't wait to sleep in my bed. I want to be in my own bed tonight. 
It's like when you've been on a trip. I know we go, we travel some, and, and I love going to places like Indiana, Mexico, and other places. But I can't wait to get in my bed. You know what? My home is my home is my place of safety. My home is where I can just be me. My my home is my refuge. My home is where I find peace. My, my home is where I find security and, and I'm okay there. If I can just get home, all this craziness at work, all this cra- if I can just get home, and can you imagine that being taken away from you? And maybe your home hasn't been burned to the ground and maybe you've had a pipe break, but listen, what he's talking about here in this regard is maybe you feel like your safety's been taken away. Maybe you feel like your security, maybe you feel like your peace is gone. All this is happening, it just doesn't make sense. I can't seem to get a handle on it. It's like the enemy has burned down your peace. It's like the enemy has burned down your security. It's my house. I don't know. We had a pipe break and praise the Lord. Nothing, no damage happened. We got it fixed. But it was that moment of indecision there. It's like, this is my home. What's going to happen? What's this going to cost us? And for a time, our our peace was disrupted. It's like the enemy came in and burned down our peace. And I don't know what that looks like for you and with COVID and with a lost job and with lost wages. And and let me just be quite honest with you. And it talks about then all of a sudden their, their, their wives are taken captive and their kids are being taken captive. You know what can happen in the moment of an overwhelmed soul where all of a sudden now your peace has been burned down? Your comfort has been burned down and now all of a sudden replacing that is bitterness. And now it can seem like your marriage relationship has been taken captive. I know there should be some silence there, but the truth is, the reality is, divorce and and, uh, domestic abuse is off the charts right now. Why? It's because our peace and our homes have been burned down from what we're experiencing in life. And all of a sudden, it's like we're seeing things like suicide and depression and, and just mental health issues just on the rise, out of control. And we're seeing kids take their lives. And tragically, there was a, a young man that there's relationships with here had done that recently. And, and it's like, all of a sudden, your relationship with your kids has been taken captive by the enemy. Because our homes have been burned down, if you will. And so some of us are so overwhelmed that we don't know what to do. These 600 men, it says they broke emotionally. Listen, these are 600 warriors, not 600 whiners. These are 600 warriors, not 600 weepers. These are the mightiest of the mighty men that could not be stopped. And now they're broken. And the Bible says all of them wept until they had no power to weep anymore. And can I tell you this morning, it's okay to weep. And if I could for a second, because I think this is so important today, it's okay to feel the pain. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to feel the hurt. It's okay. You don't have to be super Christian. And that just, just I, I can't stand it when people are just like super Christian. And maybe it convicts me a little bit. But listen, I talk to people that I know they're hurting that'll just act like nothing's going on. They'll throw you a scripture and it's like, it's like if I acknowledge the hurt, then, then I'm not in faith. Can I tell you, that's a big lie of the devil. The devil wants to keep you bottled up. He wants to keep you depressing your emotions down. He wants to keep you in self-denial. Why? Because you cannot encourage yourself that then when you're that way. Because we have people walking around that are hurting and we know that they're hurting and, and they're in pain and we know that they're in pain and all we'll get out of them then is just like, I'm good, man, but I'm bought by the blood of Jesus and everything's going to be good. Okay, but how are you really feeling? And I've talked to people and like, man, I'm hurting. Can I tell you? I weep. I didn't weep in this moment that we just had this last week, but I got to tell you, I sat down in some despair and discouragement for a while when I saw water pouring out the back of my kitchen wall outside. I felt some things when the power, I didn't know what the power was going on. We're going to have church. How are people affected? And, and there was a moment I felt overwhelmed and it's okay to feel that moment. We need to grieve until we get it out. We can't move on sometimes. But listen, I think the lie of the devil is to just keep it bottled in because you're not in faith. 
My Bible does not say, don't worry, be happy. That's not a scripture. You know that, right? That's a song of a guy that got into some real trouble, by the way. How's that song working for you? No, I'm just kidding. You need to pray for him. Forgive me, Lord. And listen, I told about two people, I know they're hurting. They're like, man, I got it. God's good. And I'm highly blessed and favored in this. And I'm like, well, praise God for you. I'm not that way. Shama lama ding dong for you because that's not me. I got to go process this for a moment. Leave me alone. I got to go shut myself up in my house and I got to put some music on and I got to, I got to process it. I got, I got to let it come out, but I'm going to get there because my Bible does say sorrow or mourning may last for the night, but joy comes in the morning in Jesus name. Amen. So I get it. I know there's a lot of you hurting. I know there's a lot of pain out there. I've sat down on my own. I, I need a minute. I got to process for a minute. I, I'm that guy. And I know if that is shocking to you, I, I, need a, I, I may need a man to cry for a second. That's okay. I mean, you know that I do it in front of a thousand people every weekend, you know, <laughs> that's okay because it's important to get that process out. They weep. Listen to what it said. They wept. Uh, can we put verse four up there? Let's do that. Verse four. Then David and the people that were with him, 600 mighty warriors lifted up their voice and wept until, and listen to this, until they had no more power to weep until they had no more power to weep. You know, one thing I think it's, it's important right there to know, number one, it's okay to weep, but it says they, they, they wept until they had no more power to weep until, until there's a turning point and weep until weep until you can weep no more. Weep until you get tired of weeping. Weep until you get tired of talking about it. Weep until you get tired of texting about it. Weep until you get tired of posting about it. And we get all tired of you posting about it. Weep until, weep until, but there's a time where enough is enough. Enough is enough. And so said they wept until we need our until moment. I don't know why they laid me off. I don't know why that didn't work out that way. I don't know why that happened that way. I don't know why God did this. I don't know why God didn't do that. You weep until you can weep no more. It means to me, I'm tired of weeping. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm done telling people about it all the time. I'm done. You have to have your until moment. It says this in verse six, guys, we can jump down to verse six. It says, and David was greatly distressed. He felt the pain. He was in pain himself. For the people, then all of a sudden, the people were, were spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people were grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord. Everybody's experiencing, listen, everybody was experiencing the same thing. Everybody's going through a pandemic. Everybody went through a winter storm here. But there's 600 mighty men that chose to be bitter about it. And there's one man that chose to be better about it. They all weeped until they could weep no more. Then it was time to do something about it. But 600 mighty men looked to blame somebody for the problem that they were in. What good would it have done to stone David? What good is it to put your offense and your hurt and your pain and your loss on something or someone? What good does that do you? I'm not trying to be insensitive. Weep until you can weep no more, but then get up. But don't get bitter. Get better. And you have a choice. 600 men. And I don't care if everybody else at your work, everybody else in your neighborhood, everybody else at your school, I don't care if they're all they can do is talk about it and all they can do is get bitter. Don't you go there. You get better because that's not going to help you. But one man, he didn't give in to the pressure of everybody else, but one man decided, I'm going to do something about it. What did he do? He encouraged himself in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Lord. David encouraged and strengthened himself in the Lord. It's your choice. 
Your choice. David encouraged himself in the Lord. His men weren't going to encourage him. They blamed him. They wanted to kill him. His friends that he did life with and risked life for, they weren't going to encourage him. His spouse wasn't able to encourage him because she was taken, or they were taken captive, right? Your spouse may be captive and some of their own issues right then. Your spouse may be captive because your marriage got burned down. Your kids aren't going to encourage because your kids might be captive because they got their own stuff going on. Your kids may be captive because the relationship has been burned down with them. He wasn't going to be encouraged because of the resources he had because they were all taken away from him. All he had. Listen, everything burned down around you, every relationship being captive, every resource being lost, you can still encourage yourself in your Lord, your God. It doesn't change who he is. It doesn't change anything with him. He can get it all back. David encouraged himself. Sometimes your spouse is not there. Sometimes your friends are not there. Sometimes your kids are not there. Sometimes your worship team is not there. Sometimes your pastor is not here. But here is a powerful thing. David encouraged himself in the Lord. So how do I encourage myself in the Lord? Because there's times I've wept until I can weep no more. And I want to be better, not bitter. And I'm distressed, like David said. I mean, but there's real hurt and real pain going on. How do I encourage myself in the Lord? Let me give you three things to encourage yourself in the Lord. Number one, remember your past victories. David was a man who had a lot of past victories, but let's just back the story up to the beginning of his life. David was a shepherd boy. He had no bed to sleep. Can't wait till I get back to my bed. He had no bed to sleep on. He slept out in the field most of the time, using a rock as a pillow. <laughs> All of a sudden, here comes a lion wanting to kill some of his sheep. And the Bible is talking about the spirit of the Lord came upon him and he slayed the lion. I don't remember. I don't know what's happening right here, God. And I'm, I'm distressed and everybody wants to kill me. And man, my heart is broken. I've wept so I can weep no more. But Lord, I'm here now. And I just remember when I had no home. I had no home to go to now. But I remember when I had no home. You provided all that. At one point, Father, you provided a palace. I remember, Lord, when the enemy came and the lion came to try and steal, steal a sheep. And I, I, got a, I got a rock and a slingshot. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon me and I killed the lion. I remember. And I remember when that bear came and I was out there in the field. And all I had was a slingshot and a stone. But you and the Spirit of the Lord got on me and I killed that lion. And then I remember one day going to give cheese and bread to my brothers at a war. And there was a giant on the field, a Philistine, who was talking bad about God and God's people. And I remember I had my slingshot and five stones. And the Spirit of the Lord, you came upon me, God. And I just slung that stone and you directed it and killed that giant. I remember God when. Come on, somebody. We all have past victories. If you're saved and born, born again, you have a past victory and his name is Jesus changing your life forever. I remember when I had nothing. I remember when I was lost. I remember when I was rejected. I remember when I was going to hell. I remember when I was caught in sin and addiction and I had nothing. Was I lost everything. But then you, God, came into my life and I gave my heart to you and you changed everything. All things were passed away and all things have become come new. I remember when I got baptized and I went under the water and I came up shouting in victory. I remember when I couldn't put food on the table and someone knocked on my door and gave me groceries. I remember when I had no heat in my house and somebody put me up in a hotel. I remember when my iceberg and I had no drinking water and someone brought me a case of water that they apparently, according to Pastor Cody, had to fight somebody for H-E-B. And if you're going to do that, don't wear your tree of life mask. I'm just saying. Like that's... I remember. We all have past victories. All his money was gone. He remembers when he had nothing. And look what God did. 
God gave it all to him, gave it all to him. Number two, how do you encourage yourself in the Lord? Remember, you're under divine protection. And it may look bad, but it ain't over. <laughs> He's your champion. He's your champion. Angels around about you. I mean, we talked about this, spiritual warfare. Angels, God has charged his angels around about you. Well, yeah, where are they? I don't know. I can't see them, but I know they're there because God says they're there. We'll be amazed when we get to heaven one day, the things that God protected us from and saved us from, we never knew. And then you all, a lot of you know this, in the lives, some of the lives y'all have lived, you're lucky to be on the planet right now. <laughs> and there is no answer but God. As God has saved you and rescued you, your kids. God's divine, you're divinely protected. In fact, the word says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And even the enemy comes in like a flood, God raises up a standard against him. And the enemy comes in one way, he has to flee seven ways. Because God is your shield. God is your strong tower. God is your protection. I don't know what's happening right now where it came from. I never saw this coming, but I know that you got me, God. I know you're around me and you're protecting me right now. Your angels have charge over me and no weapon formed against me will prosper. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And you prepare, God, a table in the presence of my enemies and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I'm protected by God. Don't be afraid before the Lord your God goes with you and then remember who your God is. Man, what a great song. He is my champion. You know, you, in those times, you remember, if nothing else, remember who God is. God has the last word. God works all things out for good because he's God. God loves you. He sent his son. What's he going to withhold from you, the Bible says? He's a miracle worker. He's a way maker. He is Jehovah. The Hebrew word for God is Jehovah. Jehovah is the Hebrew name for God. Who is your God? Who is your Jehovah? I'll tell you who it is. Remember, your God is Jehovah Jireh. He is my provider, the Bible says. Remember your God. Who is he? He is Jehovah Rapha. He is my healer. He is Jehovah Shammah. He is present with me. He is Jehovah Nisi. He's my refuge and protector. He is Jehovah Sidkenu. He's my righteousness. He's Jehovah Ra. He is my shepherd. He's Jehovah Shalom. He is my peace. Remember who your God is. He is Jehovah in every circumstance and everything. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Remember your past victories. Even if it's only a salvation experience, guess what? That's the greatest miracle that could ever happen to humanity. A changed life, a changed destiny is a plan and purpose for you. And you want to encourage yourself, remember his divine protection. It doesn't look like it. I know he didn't do this, but he's got me. I know he's got me surrounded. I know he's taking care of me. And remember who your God is. He is Jehovah. That's what the Bible says he is. Remind yourself who your God is. David encouraged himself in the Lord, his God. And then it says this. Let me take a look at 1 Samuel 7 and 8, uh, 30, verse 7 and 8. Then, listen, important. Then, after he encouraged himself, and David said to Abiathar, the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. I want you to use hither in sentences this week, by the way. This makes it more anointed. And Abiathar brought thither, try that, hither and thither. That's your assignment. The ephod to David, the, the, prayer, the, the prayer garment to David. Listen to this. And David inquired at the Lord saying, shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered, being God answered him and said, pursue for thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail recover 
all. Now listen, because this is important. Before he went to the Lord, he encouraged himself in the Lord. Why? Because then he was open to hear what God would say to him. He had his head right. He had his heart right. So he was going to pray a right prayer, and then he was going to hear rightly the voice of God. The problem is, and now we can cry out in desperation, and there are those moments, and God's grace and mercy is there. But listen, for you and I, we have the ability in the midst of our storm or circumstance to take a moment and encourage ourselves because we're overwhelmed with emotion. We've wept till we can weep no more. We're broken. We're distressed and in pain. And then if we will take a moment and encourage ourselves and get our heart right and get our head right so we can pray right prayers and we can hear the right voice and speaking to us because some of us will hear a prayer in our desperation and our hurt and our pain because we're still bitter and we're not better. And we want to pray against those things. We want to pray against someone or we want to pray, Lord, should I just let you bring it all to me or Lord, should I just take a break right now and take a rest? Or Lord, should I just let it go and say, well, I'm just going to sow that into that. Lord, should I just, maybe I should just quit. Maybe I should start over. Maybe I should not worry about that. But no, 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 no. The God says, no, 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 no. I'm going to give it all back to you, but you got to pursue and overtake because here's what we want. Lord, should I pursue? Because you know what? So much time has passed right now. I don't know if this even matters anymore. I don't know if it makes sense anymore. And Lord, even if I do pursue them, will I overtake them or will I just waste time and energy? And maybe it's better that I don't because that just seems like a lot of time and energy and, and, and not even to overtake them. Or, or, or would I recover it all? Or, or maybe, maybe I'll just get a little back. Is it, is it worth just to get half back? Maybe just this one thing, Father God. I'm telling you, when you encourage yourself in the Lord and you go to the Lord and you ask him, shall I pursue? God will say, you shall pursue. Pursue all the way. Will I overtake them, God? You will not stop till you overtake them. I don't care how long it takes. You keep pursuing because you will overtake him. It may not be tomorrow. It may not be next week. It may be next year. It may be 10 years from now, but you don't quit. And shall I recover? Oh, I'm going to give you back everything the enemy stole. I'm going to give everything back that he stole from you. Don't you settle for just half. Don't you just settle for a little bit. Don't you just be okay with just a little bit getting back. Oh, I'm okay with just a He says, you recover it all. Without fail, will I get it, God? Without fail, recover all. Somebody say, recover all. Somebody say, I will recover all. Without fail, according to God. Well, thank you for that last part. I didn't need that, but that's good. That's good. Come on, somebody. I shall recover it all without fail. I'm going to pursue. I will overtake. I will recover it all in Jesus' name. I'm going to tell you right now, you want to see a bracelet? I'm getting bracelets made that say pursue, overtake, and recover all in Jesus' name. Because that's my 2021. What's your 2021 going to look like? Because 2020 was COVID. 2021 already looks like snowvid. No, my 2021 is looking like pursue, overtake, recover all. That's what the Bible says. You know what I'm doing? I'm encouraging myself in the Lord right now. I hope I'm encouraging you in the Lord, but you know what? You got to get on some of that. I can only do so much. Guess what? I'm not going to be with you all the time. I don't want to be with you all the time. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> this worship team, I can't follow you around. You can get download the songs. You need to, right? You need to put them on playing when you feel down, but you got to encourage yourself in the Lord. It doesn't matter what's going on around about you. You've got to control of those. So quit trying to look for somebody to blame. Quit trying to look for that, all kinds of stuff. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Then go to the Lord in prayer. Well, I prayed. Did you encourage yourself first? I prayed and God said, don't worry about it. Let it go. Really? Because that's yours. He gave that to you. 
And the enemy took it. It's different if he told you to give it to somebody else, let it go. But if the enemy said, oh, no, 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 the enemy's operating illegally. That's not his stuff. And if you've lost everything, God would say to you, if I lost everything today, here's what I know God would say, pursue, overtake, and recover all. All of it. But you know what? That's not even the best part of the story. Because it goes on to say. So we take a look at 1 Samuel 30, 17 through 20. Look what happened. And David smote them. David pursued them and he overtook them. And by the way, his mighty men that were ready to kill him went with him. Maybe they're hoping the enemy would kill him. I don't know. He said, and there escaped not a man of them. Save 400 young men which rode off on camels and fled. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away. And David rescued his relationships were restored. Some of you need to pursue, overtake, and recover the relationships that you've lost during this time. Some of you need to pursue, overtake that relationship with your spouse that you've let stress and you're playing the blame game and you've been overwhelmed with emotion and your peace has been burned down, your love has been burned down, your faith has been burned down, your hope has been burned down, and you need to pursue and overtake that relationship and recover it in Jesus' name. Some of you need to pursue, overtake the relationship with your adult children. They're off doing their own thing. Let them do their own thing. I'm just going to pray for afar. Okay, maybe, but maybe you should pursue, overtake, and recover that relationship in Jesus' name. Don't let the devil come down and burn it away. So he recovered his wives. And there was nothing lacking, nothing lacking. They just didn't get half a little bit or just their wives and kids, which we would say was enough. Nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither the sons nor daughters, nor spoil, nor anything that had, ta- had taken from them. David recovered all. But listen to this. And David took all the flocks and all the herds which they drove before those other cattle and said, this is David's spoil. You know what that means? That means not only did he recover all that was his, he came back with stuff that was the enemy's. Come on, somebody. He just didn't recover at all and spoils besides. David spoke, can I tell you, I'm going to pursue, overtake, and recover all that's mine. And then there's going to be Don's spoils. There's going to be Paul's spoils. Come on, somebody. There's going to be Mark's spoils and John's spoils. You don't settle for just recovering all. God's going to give you that back and then some if you pursue, overtake, recover all, and spoils beside. Not only take back what the enemy took from you, you take other stuff from him. You let him know you're not going to lay down when he comes at you. You let him know he can burn your house down. He can take people captive, but you're going to pursue him. You're going to overtake him, and you're going to get back all that was yours and then some that was his, and you make him pay for it. Recover all. Encourage yourself in the Lord. We hope that you enjoyed this message. You can find more messages and information about Tree of Life Church at treeoflifechurch.org. We'd like to invite you to come visit us at 5513 IH35 South in New Braunfels, Texas, or you can watch us on live stream. Thank you again for listening.